the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Well, the Royals have been fairly fortunate this year with spot starters when you think back from Chris Young to Joe Blanton, but the third time was the charm tonight in a bad way as Casey saw Johan Pino get lit up in that five-run second inning, and that was all that she wrote as the Red Sox get game one of three, seven to three, in front of the 10th sold-out crowd of the year at Kauffman Stadium. As it's Davo on your dish, glad you're along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, where we also talk to your favorite current and former Royals players. Brandon Finnegan joined us this morning. We've had several different 2015 draft picks, more of those coming up here even later in the weekend, and uh, some exciting former players for you next week. So a real exciting time of the summer between all the interviews here on Clubhouse Conversation and breaking down these games, although this one surely wasn't very exciting. We'll talk about this one and also uh, preview the next couple. So the Royals drop to 38 and 26 now, so still 12 over. Boston improves to 30 and 39. And let's talk about this one and get to our player of the game to start off with before we break down the next two. It's Eric Hosmer tonight, who, by the way, is now our season leader in player of the game awards here on Clubhouse Conversation. The fifth tonight for the American Heritage High School product. Number five is Hosmer overtakes Morales, Moustakis, Young, and Gordon, who all have four apiece this year, as the you know very coveted Clubhouse Conversation Award that's discussed daily by the national media. People really care about that, don't they? <laughs> Eric Hosmer, I mean, really the only positive tonight. I mean, I guess you could say Kenji's Morales also had a couple of hits like Haas did. I mean, there were some positive things in there. Omar Infante, another knock, looked a little bit better, hit the ball hard tonight. But Eric Hosmer, his first home run in more than a month in the eighth inning. That's, to me, the play of the night and the reason he's our player of the game. Two out of four and even 300 now if you want to look at the old archaic batting average. 300 on the nose on the season. And like I said, Morales, the only other Royal with two hits, drove in one, scored one. And overall, I think it's a tip of the cap and it's more about Eduardo Rodriguez tonight than it is the Royals being inept. I mean, the Royals did put three on the board. And they had more chances tonight. They were just, what, two for eight with runners in scoring position. And they did leave nine on base. So the Royals had some chances. They were one big hit or one home run away from really getting back in this one and perhaps changing how the entire game would end up. But overall, six and a third, one run on six hits for Rodriguez. Walked just one, struck out five. Give him credit. And, you know, coming into this game, I'd read some scouting reports and talked to some people who said that his slider is spotty. It's a spotty pitch. It's an inconsistent pitch for Rodriguez. And he didn't throw a ton of them tonight, but I thought he worked well off of that. I thought the slider was better than normal tonight. And, of course, the fastball command was good, pounding the strike zone all night. And you can see why Boston gave up Andrew Miller to get him while they gave up so much. So Rodriguez, nice job tonight. Uh, and the Royals, like I said, a few chances offensively, but not enough really to get into. Not really too much to talk about. I'm not going to break down the what-ifs tonight because it really probably wouldn't have mattered overall because Johan Pino just couldn't get it done tonight. And he's been good the whole year. He has been. This is, the you know, out of the bullpen. His first rough outing, and it was really just one rough inning for Pino, which is too bad. But, you know, five runs in that second inning. Overall, he goes five and a third, allows six runs. The other run being the Hanley Ramirez bomb. Uh, 11 hits, so 11 hits and five and a third. Not good, obviously. One walk and not a single K. So it was not a good night. Everything was up, especially in that second inning. Balls were centered over the middle of the plate. So Pino just didn't have it you know, tonight. But 
a guy who I hope to see more of out of the Royals bullpen and long relief both throughout this season and in the future. It could be a nice piece, I think. Maybe a Luis Mendoza type. Is that, is that a pretty good comp for him? Not somebody that's going to you know, stick here for five years and get a big contract, but somebody that could have two or three useful seasons up and down as a long man and spot starter for the Royals. But I think that's probably his only start this year, I hope. I mean, we, you know, Chris Medlin's back at Northwest Arkansas. Had a nice outing tonight. Didn't walk anybody. He threw the ball well tonight. We got Danny Duffy making another uh, rehab outing on Monday for Northwest Arkansas. So I don't know. I mean, I guess Pino's spot doesn't line up. Medlin's obviously four starts away at least. He's at least 20 days up to 30 till we see him up here. But uh, I don't know. I mean, is Duffy going to be ready? Maybe, but his, his rotation spot would not correspond with Pino. But the Royals do have an off day on Thursday, so the Royals can probably just skip him, and I would think that's probably the last start we see from him. I don't know how they'll maneuver that exactly right now. There's so many guys injured and so many guys coming back and so many random things going on. It's impossible to know what they'll do, but I don't think we'll see Pino again out of the rotation. Royals bullpen, pretty good tonight. Solid out of Brandon Finnegan and Luke Cochaver. Three and two-thirds combined for those two, allowing one run on five hits, a couple of Ks, a couple of walks. Overall, good there for the Royals bullpen tonight. And Ned Yost, number 411 last night. Uh, still excited for Ned. He'll have to wait at least one more night to get number 412. And, and oh, before we get on to the next two games, just one of those nights overall. Move on. No big deal. The Royals still 2-1 and one on this homestand. We said coming in 3-2 and two was the minimum, and the Royals get one of these next two, they go 3-2. and two. If, they, if they get both, it's a great homestand, and I think there's a pretty decent chance they will, beginning with tomorrow. And it's a guy who's been a, a fairly big nemesis for the Royals throughout the years, and that's Rick Porcello facing off with Edinson Volquez, a couple of right-handers, a pair of righties. Porcello not having a good year, 5-2-9 ERA, 4-7 and seven overall. Volquez a 3-1-0, he's 6-4. and four. Let's start with Rick Porcello, who is coming off an outing against the Braves where he allowed four runs and six and a third. Six hits, so so-so his last outing. Before that, not good at all. Five and a third against the Orioles allowed five runs on ten hits. So uh, a guy who's been struggling all year. But, you know, he's been pretty decent against the Royals' lifetime. The current Royals actually on this roster are 60 for 246. A ton of at-bats against Porcello. There are two guys who have had pretty big success against him. Number one, Alex Gordon, who's 11-39 with two home runs against Porcello. Eric Hosmer, 9-24 for with two home runs. So that's good. So a couple of lefties there for the Royals. Omar Infantes, 5-10 for 10 against his former teammate, Rick Porcello. And there's some guys that have struggled. Alex Rios, just 9-44. for 44. Escobar, just 4-32 for 32 off of Porcello. We'll see what the Royals can do against him tomorrow. Edinson Volquez coming off of the game at Milwaukee. Could have been a lot better. Could have gone longer, but the Royals needed a pinch hit for him in that game, so he went five innings, allowing two runs on six hits. Before that, a great outing against the Twins on the road. Just one run and seven innings. So, I like the Royals tomorrow. I do. And then the current Red Sox, if you're wondering, Volquez has only seen that team a few times in his career. They're 18 for 69 against him with no home runs. So take that for what it's worth, not a huge sample size. But I like the Royals tomorrow getting it done. I think Volquez pitches well. Six innings, two or three run ball. I think the Royals are able to push across three or four runs at least tomorrow off of Porcello and get this one with the back end of their bullpen and a, and a nice close win tomorrow. Now, Wade Miley and Chris Young coming up on Sunday. And Wade Miley, of course, was in the headlines two starts back on June 11th when him and John Farrell got in a shouting match after he was removed from that game. I have no idea why Miley was upset about being removed from that game, by the way. If you'd like to know what he did that day, he allowed five runs on nine hits in four innings and was mad about coming out of the game. Okay. Between that and guys getting injured and 
and guys on the pot, you know, hitting up girls on Tinder and <laughs> Instagram and with, with, with uh, you know, with the Kung Fu Panda. I mean, so I don't know. The Red Sox have some issues right now. But Miley uh, was better in his last outing. Six and a third, two runs on five hits against Atlanta. The Royals have not seen him much. Nine for 34 against him, current Royals. One home run. That was Salvi Perez. Not going to read too much into that. It'll be a tough one for the Royals. I I don't like this matchup a lot. The lefty, although Chris Young's been great, never bet against Chris Young. We've learned that. Back-to-back outings of no runs. His last two outings. Six and a third shutout at Minnesota on just one hit. Seven scoreless on five hits at Milwaukee. Of course, when he stole the show with two hits and three RBIs as well. And one final note is the Red Sox are 15 for 59 off of Chris Young. One home run by David Ortiz. We'll call Sunday a toss-up leading Red Sox. I don't know. It's baseball again. You can't predict these things. I am quite confident that the Royals will get at least one and think there's a pretty decent chance they pick up both of the next two. But for sure, one of these games I like tomorrow a lot. So we'll have it for you again after tomorrow evening on Clubhouse Conversation. Get out there early and get your Mike Moustakis uh, ALCS bobblehead. That's That's got to be the coolest bobblehead of all time, doesn't it? Has to be. Fantastic job by the Royals marketing this year, by the way, between the replica trophy. And, yes, they have something to market this year. They're finally winning. But between – and they've got core players and all that. But, you know, between the ALCS trophy and all these bobbleheads and the Alex Gordon – Star Wars thing's a nice touch later in the year. The Gordon t-shirts are sweet, by the way, for donations. So just want to get a little plug in there for our buddies over in the Royals marketing department. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow night on Clubhouse Conversation. Keep it here. Should have another 2015 draftee. One of our top picks will be joining us on Sunday evening. Have touch base with former Royal pitcher Dusty Hughes. He'll be joining us the next couple of weeks and have a former Royals manager. We've already talked to Whitey Herzog, Jack McKeon, Jim Fry here on Clubhouse Conversation. So who will it be? Find out. The plot thickens. Have a good night.